it's the proudest day and the proudest time and the, the seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and, and, and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still picture that run that was just the best best run ever Welcome along to Crunchy Gears, the Rally Podcast, Episode 3, Season 2. Connor, uh, delighted to have you with me once again. Kevin, thank you very much, and, and plenty of action happening both last weekend and coming up this weekend. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we're first, you know, we're going to look back in the Galway Rally and then we'll look forward to Sweden. Um, you know, what can we say? <laughs> this Irish rally scene, it just keeps reaching to a higher and higher level every time we keep thinking it can't get any better Colby was mind-blowing really wasn't it uh, on, on, for many different reasons and on many different levels but it was it was a fantastic Galway uh, the fact that it was mainly dry was <laughs> a huge novelty yeah. uh, this year um, but just generally you know the quality of the stages the quality of the field the Oh, the roller coaster of leaders, uh, you know, and, and the changing of leaders throughout particularly Saturday. Uh yeah, it was brilliant, action packed. Yeah. And like, you know, like likes of Patrick Bryan, you know, setting you know, a, a fastest time and a couple of second and third fastest times as well. You know, uh like so that you know, another name to coming forward, you know, the the old yard, I'm sure, you know, the likes of Dick and Boyle, uh Gareth McHale. Maybe not fair to maybe put uh, Robert Barbell into that group, but you know, again, these guys come Gary Jennings, you know, setting fantastic times over the weekend, and then you know the current crop as well. The, the entertainment value, uh, second to none. Like, uh, I think it was Kellyan. We probably mentioned this somewhere again before the the, the podcast. Or Kellyan mentioned that you know the top two were scrapping for the outright one, and the car running. I think it was ninth or tenth in the road. Come in and blitz them, you know. Where else in the world are you going to get? Oh, look, you know, at times the top five or six were, were, you know, it was a handful of seconds between them. It was just incredible. And again, another couple of names to throw out there from the old guard. You had um, Tim McNulty out and you had Eugene Donnelly sitting in the co-driver's seat, you know, as well. So it really had everything this time around. Absolutely, absolutely. And then, you know, the modifieds, the historics, the juniors. uh, It was the rally that kept on giving, like, yep, the Willer... You know, dry weather in Galway was a bit of a, uh, and then the frost on Sunday as well. But I think it all added to it. And, the, you know, the wee sure, uh, like there was a kind of a, the middle loop, there was a kind of a sure rain. And that, that mixed things up too, because some guys were caught out in the, the wrong tires on the the third stage. Uh, the, the kind of the rain come on before, or no, maybe it was whatever stage it was, I can't remember now. Second loop, yeah, yeah on yeah, the Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And like that, that provided its own entertainment as well, you know. So, it was, uh, 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 I keep saying this, you know, this, this rally, this, this Irish rally keeps raising the bar higher and higher, but brilliant. Uh, look, the, the quality that we have out there at the moment between drivers, co-drivers and machinery, uh, we really do, like, you, you know, the, the, this is good times for Irish rallying. It yeah. genuinely is. And 
at the moment it all looks good and it looks good on the horizon as well so long may it continue absolutely yeah because like you know you know we have the, the polo you know which is you know still the class act you know the hyundai the new hyundai the citroens you know yes there's you know there's a couple of fiestas through in the mix there gary jennings in a 10 year old car <laughs> i keep going back to it you know um that's yeah that's fantastic to see you know we have such strength and depth the school through in there as well too you know like so and the citron how many started the rally four or five and i think there's more to come now before west court uh, is this going to be the, the new polo <laughs> is this the car we're going to rave about this year <laughs> well quite quite possibly you know it really is it, it's a strong contender out there and one man that might get overlooked this week you know from his performance from the weekend was cahan mccourt yeah. um unfortunately because cahan went out on on sunday morning but Boy, you know, like he was holding Sam at bay and nipping at the heels of Josh at times. And, and led thought, at a point as well, too. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. you know, incredible run by Cahan McCourt. Yeah, and looked very comfortable. You know, he didn't seem to be getting flustered or nothing. And like uh, Josh had hit him at that corner as well. So, uh, you know, it was one of those corners that was going to catch somebody out. And unfortunately, it was Cahan this time. Yeah, just unfortunately. So as I say, he, he might be somebody that gets overlooked, you know, but his mm-hmm. performance was good up until that point. Definitely, without a doubt. So I think without further ado, I think we'll cut across and uh, speak to the winners, uh, Marion Evans and uh, JJ Jackson. Uh, you know, what can we say? Uh, it was what a performance, but we'll let the boys tell you all about it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us again. Um, yeah. New Year. And uh, we're back on after Goller this year with... One better, like we asked for last year, which was good. Yeah, yeah. And like, what was the hopes going into the weekend? Did you hope to be uh, fighting at the front, or what? You know, was it just start again with a clean sheet of paper this year, or what was your thoughts really? Ah, yeah, it's a clean sheet. It's a new year, but you know, the the aim is always the same to go and win. Um, you know, we knew we'd been close a few times last year. Really, we obviously got it over the line at the Ulster. Um. Yes, the Mancunes off the back for an international win, but still you feel that people would talk and say, oh, Josh was driving around, you know, and all that, so he he wasn't racing. But we've proven this weekend that, you know, we, we, we can we can beat anyone. So, you know, we knew we could do it. Um, we always believed that. So, you know, you don't, you don't go, well, we don't go to these rallies anyway, you know, like anybody else to, to come second or third. You know, it's, it's impossible to win every rally. We all know that, but still. It was um, it was good, and I think on on Saturday night we obviously I think I made it quite clear I wasn't too happy with the time we'd lost, but uh, we got our heads down Saturday night, got to work and uh, got out of bed on the right side on Sunday morning. I think that's that's the fair thing to say. <laughs> yeah, and like Jonathan, like I I don't know, but personally I think there's a different Marion this year. Last year I think Marion if he went and he got to bed on, on Saturday night and fourth place, the head might have went down a wee bit. Uh, but he came out this year on Sunday morning fighting. Did, did you see a different side of him, or is this the way it's been all along? We just haven't seen this side of him. Um, I think to an extent it's been that way all along. Um, but, you know, this year after Ulster, I think, you know, the confidence is up. Um, New Year, it's, you know, it's the start of a, you know, like you say, a clean sheet. And after all the work over the winter, I think we knew package underneath us is good um we worked hard under the over the winter believe it or not i've even joined a gym that's why it snowed over the winter um, 
that's it's always been there, but we're seeing more of that steely determination now because you know now that when the first one is done, you can you the confidence is there to to push for another and you know keep that momentum going. And Marion, from you know, from your point of view, like you know, you talk about getting the monkey off your back almost from what the Ulster and all. Does is that palpable in the car? You know, do you feel an inner confidence now that maybe you hadn't got before? Yeah, there's a few things like I felt uh, a different level of focus. To be honest, um, I think I managed myself pretty well. You know, it's it was you know the atmosphere at the end of the Black Road when we took the lead was pretty big. You know, I think Killian had built quite a quite a big atmosphere there. <laughs> And, you know, there's a lot of people there as well. And, you know, I think it's just managing your emotions. You know, like I said before to someone, we weren't expecting to go on that stage in the lead. I think we we were hoping that we could put a dent in his lead. But still, it would have been, you know, realistically, I thought we weren't going to come out of there in the lead. So it was a bit of a shock when he told us. But, uh, you know, you have to move on really quickly with that. Uh, you know, we, had, we only had 10, 15 minutes of road section to the next stage. And, you know, I had to collect my thoughts and put a new plan into action because the plan was, you know, our service, we were going to chase him over that loop and see where we are the next service. But obviously after one stage, we were we were now leading the rally. So, you know, you, you have to adapt a bit. But yeah, overall, I think, you know, the win last year definitely helped. It helped my, my mindset and how I manage those situations. But I think it's, you know, like JJ said, I think we put a work into ourselves and obviously the, the car and everything over the winter to, to try and bridge the gap to Josh and and, you know, at times, Callum last year as well was, was a bit ahead. So, you know, we, we knew what we had to do. And, and to be fair, it's just having the confidence that you've done everything you can that puts you in a in a good place then. Yeah. And, like, I've been following you there on social media and so other people have as well. You know, you've, we've seen the work you've been putting in the gym. All that, you know, like, that all comes into play whenever the, the, the going gets tough. You have that that strength of, of body and mind. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh. It's it's working with good people as well, you know, like the guy I work with is he's a great guy. Obviously works with a lot of really good athletes. So it's not just I'm not calling myself an athlete, but it's not just um it's not just the, the physical side of it, it's the confidence it can give you mentally and everything like that as well. Um you know, and some of the other things we did as well, you know, we worked some really with some really good people and it, it gets you into really, really kind of positive train of thought with how you go about your business. So yeah, I, I'd like to think we, we we learned a lot probably from August last year onwards over the winter, and we we really have to kind of just put it into practice and, and keep it at that level. You know, we obviously we we both take it seriously, so we we want to succeed as much as possible. So I, I guess we'll do what it takes. Absolutely, Marion, you you mentioned there, you know, the work to the 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 polo over the winter. Like, there's been quite a bit of new machinery has come to the championship this year, and you know, new rally tours, etc. How do you keep the, the polo relevant and 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 up to date? Oh, well, there's there's nothing you know you can do kind of in terms of there are no updates for it. The car is essentially the same as what it was last year. There was some maintenance, obviously, we had to do to the car, like the engine had to be rebuilt and everything like that. And so you know you have a fresh, basically a fresh car. We freshened everything, and you just make the best of what you've got. Basically, you know it's the the good thing with R five is that the, the the class is quite restricted so there's not a hell of a lot you can do I mean the car that won last year was even older than the polo so you know it's 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 not a major issue but yeah I you know I I believe that the, the car we have under us is the best car you know and, and that that's important again like I said mentally there's for me that you get to a point I think with everything and in many sports I think where 
if you you feel you have the best car, I feel like you have the best team. So there's there's not really many excuses. And I think last year it was fair to say some of the rallies we were down on experience. But when you're coming back the third or fourth time, it's 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 harder to, to use that, you know. And you've got to be a bit honest with yourself and and really sort of just to try and do the business. Yeah, and like you know, John, the you talk about you know this, you know, uh, you know, coming with the confidence you've been here before and all. Do you, you know whenever you start on the Saturday morning? And you're going back to like black road and up. Do you bring the old notes with you, or is it a clean sheet of paper? You know, where where do you start from at the start of a wreck? It starts kind of a few weeks before that, to be honest. You know, as soon as you see the road closures or stuff are out, <clears throat> then you'll immediately start. Or I do start plotting them into maps, working out. You know, as best as you can, anyway, um, with the free information that's available online and stuff. Working out where you're going. And then you immediately start to build a picture then, you know, I can go and start looking through past year's notes, um, fishing them out, scanning them, sending them to Mez, so then he can start looking as well. Um, so by the time you get to the recce, you're generally in a good place. Um, you know roughly kind of where you're going and what you've used before. You very able to, you know, hunt out on YouTube, see what videos are about, what in-car we have ourselves. Um, so it just gives you that level of familiarity. <laughs> You know, when you're turning up, not everything's brand new. Okay, this year we had a couple of new stages. Um, so in, from that, you, you kind of wholly reliant on the DVD. Um, unless, you know, especially if they've not been used for a number of years, um, then there's not much on YouTube then. But you, you're turning up that level of familiarity and that helps you through the event then. You know, even on a road section during an event, you'll know roughly how long you've got between point A and point B because you've been there before. Um, so that just all helps with the planning and it all comes back to you know being confident in the start you know if you're familiar with the lay of the land it makes life a hell of a lot easier I say you know it's prepared it was it uh, prepared to fail fail to or what is it you know, I don't really know how to say before you get there isn't it yeah so yeah. <laughs> and Jonathan just I suppose the mood in the car you know Sunday morning you're 19.9 seconds off the lead coming out of Park Fermi. And then you hear the first stage of the day is cancelled on Sunday. Like, you know, did that throw a spanner in the works or were you able to mentally regroup and go, no, we can still do this? Um, you quickly mentally regroup. You know, it, it's quite frustrating. It's quite frustrating when the kind of the one stage in the rally, you know, you know, particularly from quite recent history, you go very well on. In the first run is cancelled. Oh God, you know that it's quite frustrating. But for reasons you can understand, you know, um, ice isn't fun on slick tyres. Um, so and the organisers have to make that tough decision. So we have to respect that. You still get the drive through, so we still had the ability to go through and check the notes again and jump on the brakes on the ice to see how bad it was. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was a little frustrating. But you know. For reasons we understand, so yeah. And like Marion, you know, like you've seen some of the headlines after the rally that you know Josh made a mistake, and you know you won the rally. But like you won that rally fair and square. Like you set more fastest times over the weekend. You were more second fastest times over the weekend. Like it, you didn't benefit from anybody else's errors. You dug deep and took the rally one. <laughs> yeah, I think um, what happened last year on the black road might have been in his head a bit as well. You know, I think. People come to me before the rally or before like Sunday said, Oh, you're good on that stage, you know. So 
yeah, I to be honest, I didn't expect the time difference to be as big as last year. Because a, it was dry, and B, he'd had a year to work out kind of maybe how we did that to him. But, uh, you know, he made a mistake. Uh, I think Josh drives kind of, you can see from videos, he drives sort of, he's very committed, let's say. So yeah. sometimes things will happen, you know, before I've made a mistake and, and slipped out of contention. So it's, it's, it's a part of the sport. So, yeah, I, you know. It's just one of those. Absolutely, and the you know the the jubilation <laughs> at the end on you know the end of the last stage, like was was it as good as the Ulster? I was better, but Andy <laughs> tried to spoil it for me because he he, he tried to play a joke <laughs> on us. Yeah, <laughs> um, which which wasn't nice. <laughs> I'll never forgive him for that. But um, yeah, look, I think this one was, was a bit. Like I said before, the Ulster being the first will always be special. But I think the thing here was it's the first round of the championship and everybody's gone there, you know. And we've come on top. And I think the the following the rally had as well, just the way the rally panned out with the different leaders and so many guys in contention over the two days. I, a few people have said to me that it's it's probably one of the most entertaining rallies they've watched for years, you know, in terms of following it online. And the amount of people from home that were I could see, you know, I've had a quick look back over one or two of Killian's videos and the people from home commenting and everything it was it was just great for me to see you know yeah because like it, it really was i think you know galway 2023 is going to go down and you know as one of the all-time great irish tarmac rallies because you know the amount of changes are laid like yeah. you know the new guys coming through the old guard you know stepping back up you know gary jennings the gareth McHales, uh you know all coming back and setting really competitive times. You know, Declan Boyle finding the wee bit of form yep. again as well. You know, it, 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 the rally really had everything, hadn't it? Oh, it did, it did. It had everything, like, to be fair, it even had rain in, in Galway. Yeah. It treated to some sunshine as well. And it, it <laughs> like, threw everything at you, really, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the rally was great in terms of, of a spectacle, I think, for people watching. Um I think me and Josh had a bit of a joke in, in post-event after the rally that I think the aggregate now is he's 1.4 seconds up on me in Galway over the last two years. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll go back next year and set it. Try to turn it the other way. Yeah. <laughs> and Connor, you were looking to jump in there? Yeah, like, you know, obviously this is a really good, you know, start to the, 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 the campaign this year, put you in a really good footing you know, how are you going to approach West Cork? Uh, the same as always, I think, is is the, the simple answer. It's It's got to be, you know, you don't change anything just because you've won once. I mean, the task is going to be just as hard as if we'd have finished second last weekend. It's, you know, a different rally. And, you know, I think everybody's aware Callum didn't have the best of weekends in, in Galway, but um, I'm sure he'll have his tail up. For, for West Cork it's somewhere he always goes well and there'll be a lot of other guys I mean Robert Barrable kind of slipped under the radar he was on a really good pace just had a problem at the end of Saturday so and he's won down there before and obviously you have your usual candidates the Moffats and everything so you know you're going to have to just approach it as any other rally early and, and put everything into it because um, the thing in West Cork as well the, the rally's so fast you, know, you just can't drop the ball so you, know, you, you lose a ball at times so there was something Kelly and said there on Sunday, you know, and it's never Patrick O'Brien said past this time. Like yourself and Josh were going hammer and tongs for the one, and like you just were taking every cut, everything that was possible. And like Patrick O'Brien comes in, who was running like ninth, tenth in the road, and takes four seconds out of you. Yeah. That shows the strength and depth of Irish rallying. And 
that you can't even be sure after the first three or four hours. That no, no, no. And then tenth in the road setting fastest times. Uh, the, quali- the quality through the field was really good at the weekend. I mean, I think yeah. at one point on Saturday there was six seconds between six of us, and then you just think like. You could be leading, you could drop to sixth in one stage and have a spin in the next one, and you could be back to tenth or eleventh. Yeah. And you know that, that that's that's critical if you if you're going for a championship, it's it's a big thing, you know. Because you know, I have nothing against the British Championship, but you know, in the past you've seen that guys have made mistakes and come back to finish third. But I think with with the amount of quality in Ireland now, you know, don't get me wrong, the pace in the BRC is, is just as high at the top as the Irish Tamar Championship, but the the depth in Ireland, it just it, it can't you can't allow mistakes so you, you can just drop you can drop so many points in the championship and, and that that's kind of at this point of the year as well you know you don't think about a championship but like dad said to me in the car as soon as we, we started driving home was it's one win less that you'll need later in the year but uh, you know to, to have one on the board as early as possible in a championship is important and now you can you know we can just go about it and try to build I could, another thing, like it was one of the, my mates down with me, Joe Sharp pointed out as well. Like from the the top twenty that was released, there was two non-starters, and only three of that top uh, top twenty uh, failed to finish. Like that's also like you know there was what fifteen drivers started that still got to the finish, and each and every one of them at least expected maybe top five if not podium. Like yeah. that, you know, that's. This is really going to be a golden area, very Irish rally. It really years. is, and I, I think people have to kind of realise that as well, because usually we only see you only see something as a golden area when it's gone, you know. Yeah. Like you look at the seventeen cars in the World Championship now, everybody realised they were they were they were like the best thing since sliced bread as soon as we got a hybrid car, which in my mind is, is good. But you know, it, it's it's exactly like that. Um, the, the the area we're in is really good. I mean, the the, the fights you get, the battles, and I think. It shows how far rallying come forward. You know the reliability of cars. You know the, the the quality of, I suppose the quality of the driver was always there, but now obviously with, with the tools we have available to us with DVDs and and videos and in cars, you know YouTube and everything, you can put so much work into to try and minimize, you know the risk of of making mistakes on events. So, it, you know it, it's a really good time I think in Irish rallying. You know, it's a country that, that really loves the sport, and I think it it deserves to have kind of what it's getting because because you know the That's people amazing. the people put so much in, you know. And the, JJ, from your point of view, you know we we keep Marion going, Marion Owens. We're going to have to give you an Irish passport now shortly as well because like you <laughs> you just seem to love this atmosphere. You just soak it all up. You know, you fit in when you come over here. It's just like <laughs> I would say it's like coming over here and putting on a pair of gloves almost. You just feel comfortable. It is at this point, yeah, you know, after a few years. To be honest, it's just infectious. You know, when you enjoy the sport as much as we do and you enjoy the competition and you can go somewhere that has that, you feed off it, you know. Um, when you're doing an event, you can you see people around and the amount, of, I mean, you only have to look in the service area in Galway at the weekend, but there was hundreds, if not thousands of people there over the weekend at various points and you just see the passion for it. And you, when you can go somewhere <laughs> that has an equal amount of passion for it as you do, then you know you love it. You just get the buzz. Yeah, Gold is interesting because the weather's always so so bad. Well, generally so bad, and you see so many people on the ditches, and you think, "What are you doing, boys?" <laughs> then, you know, it's They're dedicated to the course, crowds yeah. again. You know, the crowds are pretty big out in the stages. Now we get to see many of them. It was actually quite nice because we have a customer in the garage, nothing through rallying at all, but he he lived five minutes up the road from us. 
um, for years and we serviced his car. And I just got talking to him in the garage one day and then he said, I said, oh, where are you from in Ireland? He said, go away. He actually lives on the black road. <laughs> so he came to see us at the weekend. So, you know, it's just really, really nice. You know? And, yeah. uh-huh. and the, the, uh, the thing I always love about Galway is, you know, the ceremony to start in the middle mm-hmm. of the city. Like, yeah. you know, the people comes across and looks, what's going on over here? And they don't know nothing about rallying, but they get caught up with that and fetch his buzz. And next thing then, you know, they're tuning in online or they're maybe going out to the Black Road or whatever. Yeah. It's great, isn't it? You know, so. Yeah, oh, it's brilliant. This is how you get people involved, you know. You take it to the people and get an interest. And, and that's how you, people start to love the sport. And, you know, next thing you know, hopefully they might be competitors in the future. You just never know, do you? I have marshals or, you know, yeah, there's, exactly. always, there's so many avenues to get involved in the sport now, isn't there? You know, so. Yeah, there's loads, I mean, there's loads. You can do anything these days. It's, and it, it's quite accessible. You know, the other people are quite nice as well. So, you know, you don't get kicked out before you kind of even broach the subject. Yes, you said most people. <laughs> yeah, most. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, Galway, special event. Have your name on that trophy. It must be very special for me to see the list of previous winners. Yeah, I did a quick look at the trophy. It's quite hard to read it because the writing's so small. But <laughs> yeah, the the I think the last overseas driver was Mark Higgins in 08, and the last overseas crew were Gronom and Rauti Einan in 07, which I think they, they did a fair bit with their with their careers, didn't they? So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the steam company is nice. The that that's the beauty with these rallies as well. The so many of the Tarmac Championship rallies, you know, they're such classic events. And if you can win one of them or, you know, any one of them, really, you're going to be in quite an elite club with some really, really special names. And I said it, like, at, at the weekend, I think at the interview at the finish ramp, that, that my first visit to Galway, I thought it was horrible. You know, we, it was one of those where I thought I was driving fast, but I was just getting just beat by everyone. And, and people have told me to take you a bit to learn. But uh, yeah, we we came, kept coming back and kept getting faster, and here we are. Yeah. And do you still think it's horrible? No, no, it's great. Sunny <laughs> <laughs> even up for us. I mean, it was it was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it was a holiday the weekend. Yeah. And and JJ from the, the at that you know at the finish line, yes, Andy Hayes played that joke on you, thinking it was a bit cruel. But what an atmosphere! Like the crowds at, at the finish line now, it's got unreal. And like Andy and Killian having the champion, all those wee things, it just it's ramped it up really like to another level. It was class, but don't worry, Andy Hayes will get it back. That's my reference. <laughs> I hope he's never in the position to get it back, to be honest. No, so it's him that always needs to play the joke on me. <laughs> It'll keep for something else. Um, but no, you're right. The atmosphere at the, the finish is brilliant. We were talking on the way home, and you know, as I say, and it what it teaches you is to live in the moment and you know for those 10 minutes you feel like a celebrity because like you say the crowd is just getting bigger and bigger at the at the end there and all eyes are on you and it, it, it makes it really special and you know full credit to Colleen and Andy for bringing the champagne across um it just helps to add to the occasion and uh, yeah I'll tell you one thing I, I couldn't be a co-driver because I'd forget everything about the rest of the rally it's all right. The marshal did have to remind me that I needed to have my time card in at that point. I would have had a mentor. We better go, yeah. <laughs> like, that, that celebrity thing has gone to the head, you know? Yeah, very quickly. But to be fair, the, finish, the atmosphere was quite special at the finish line, actually. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like JJ said, you, you have to live in that moment, you know? No wild phones and just get on with it. it was, uh, you won't forget it in a hurry. And like for all your battles on the stages and everything else, like everybody was over shaking your hands, patting <laughs> you in the back, you know, get the, the, 
the the battles not maybe not forgotten, but it's you know it's congratulations you done well you know they're delighted for you as much as yeah you know that so that's fantastic to see as well. That's the that's the beauty with Irish rallying to be honest. <laughs> we're, we're all fully aware that you know on Monday morning we're all back to work really, and you know we're just normal people then. But you know we go at each other at the weekends you know and have a race, but yeah everybody has a lot of respect for each other and and i think it's it's a really nice atmosphere because you know if the tables are turned whoever's winning you know there's, there's never hard feelings or anything you know it's just mm-hmm. um, i i guess everyone's everyone everyone's friends at the end of the day thanks yeah. yeah and you're only home a day but when do the dvds come out for west cork <laughs> <laughs> i'll wait for him to tell me <laughs> like four weeks time isn't it i think yeah the dvd will be a while but we have some things from last year we can look at and everything so I think I generally start whenever I feel ready before the... I'll give myself this week off. <laughs> I owe myself that. <laughs> you have to enjoy it. That's one thing, to be fair, that the Ulster angle always told me is that you have to enjoy it a bit. Because to be fair, with the Ulster, we won. And we didn't really have much time to enjoy it because we were doing a rally at home two weeks later and we kind of had to go straight, straight into working at that. So I don't think we got a full chance to enjoy it properly and like the week after my dad did a rally so we couldn't go out for a drink or anything so yeah I think we'll we'll enjoy this one for a week and then focus on the future then Kevin lovely to hear there from Marion and Jonathan and you know really appreciate them taking out the time to to talk to us they literally were only a few hours back home having traveled back um what do you call it on on uh, Monday to you know to back to Wales so it was great to hear from them yeah, for sure, for sure. And, you know, we, we have to mention the hospitality of the Galway people, you know. Uh, you know, the whole club, like anybody that we had any dealings with, couldn't do enough for us, you know. Uh, they were so welcome and so courteous. And, and then, you know, the residents, you know, between, you know, uh, I, you know, I know I get tea there on Sunday morning. I think you get tea somewhere on Saturday as well. Like, Galway is such a friendly county. Um, the people are so good. Um, you know, bank holiday weekend. You know, the city was going to be busy anyway, but they still welcomed the rally on, and that, you know, was fantastic to see. It really is, you know. Um, but we also got a chance to catch up with Mark Alcorn, uh, probably known to most rally people as Psycho. Um, but he was no Psycho last weekend. A flawless performance on the stage, it's gone. Ah, oh, phenomenal. I, like, it was just an outstanding drive. I think there might have been one little incident captured on, on camera that I saw, but bar that, clean and tidy and very sensible and, you know, had the foot to the floor where he needed and backed off at the same time with the same sort of um thought, you know, and, and steadiness. Just incredible drive from him. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think we'll cut over to, to Mark and hear his story. Aye, it's not funny. It's not even. It's not. Uh, it's not often you get your first rally, and I, I went into my first rally, and I, I won the class through the way, like, and, and I was still up there with the with the old guys, like Robbie Peoples and them boys back in the, you know, in the old Esker time. That was them. Them boys were all our heroes, like Paul Geller and Robbie, and, and even to be up there matching them way way now, sixteen hundred standard gear was. Uh, you knew then there was something going on. Uh. <laughs> And like you know, did you know, did it come easy to you? Like, or I it did. I the, the biggest problem I had was uh, uh, we used to I, I at the start like the notes was hard to hard to get onto. You know, like I could always drive a wee bit, but uh, the notes was hard to get onto. But 
sometimes uh, I didn't even hear Kiki and I was just going straight through the corner away. <laughs> <laughs> so we got used to them anyway. I, I think that was the one man that was there right from you know the get go. He was like he stuck with you through thick and thin. Was Kevin oh, McCarthy Kiki, wasn't he? You know? I, I don't even know why he stayed there that long. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I, we were we we. I used to have great highs in the middle of the day, but <laughs> come the evening time, there was no way. <laughs> you know, we we uh, we probably should have won, but we should have won seven or eight rallies, no problem at all. Like we were leading them, we were leading nationals before, and, and never happened. Like so, we 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 always had the pace side, but Kevin, I don't know. Now he had enough, and after the smashing eighteen, he says, "No, <laughs> I'm not going through all this again." But he still is your biggest supporter. I was I was speaking to him and Calvin the the first day you had the escort out, and like he was, this is the time now. This man's going to shine now. Like he he's still full square behind you there, isn't he? Oh, listen, hey, when we landed down the road on Sunday evening, there we all went to John's bar there for a wee drink down at Jason uh, Jason Boyle's bar. They used to get over from John uh, uh, Boyle's pubs uh-huh. and. Uh, Oh, first man, I, I just texted Kiki going down the road. He was texting me and I just texted him. I said, we'll be there about quarter to, quarter to ten or so if you want to. Uh, we pulled into the street and, and John O'Donnell says, look, there's Kiki's Jeep. <laughs> you know, it's, he was he was the first man there. I don't think so. No, he, me and Kiki go back a long way. Hey, it, it, was, it was a great, great, uh, we had some great times in them cars. Like, it's unbelievable. Uh-huh. I guess, like, you know, the, you think of the events, you know, like, you, you could have went anywhere in the country. It wasn't, you know, some people always get, they get tired with, oh, he knows his way around Donegal or he knows his way around Kerry or whatever. You could go anywhere and be quick, and that always always was a great thing to be as well. Ah, yeah, well, any any driver that's, uh, you notice, you see them out there day in, day out, them other younger lads there, they're unbelievable. They can go to But See, it doesn't matter where you go. If you if you have a good navigator and you're well in your notes and, it's all to do with what note you have down in the paper. And uh, if you drive to your notes and do a good recce, you can go quick anywhere. It doesn't matter. You're actually better off not really knowing the road. Like, I didn't know Nona Galway this, this week. Like, I never done Galway. I've I done it before, but I never finished. But uh, I drove to the notes all weekend. Like, and, like I just drove the road like it was, I, I, it was like on my back doorstep, like, too. So, mm-hmm. it's... And, like, you know, the, 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 the one cam, like, like you said, it was like a standard car, basically, when you started. But that got developed. But you took it to a stage you could go no further, and that you had a, like a two-liter engine in it, you know, to finish up. Like you wrung its neck out, you you know, you you pulled it and pushed it and shoved it and done all you could with it, really, over them years, didn't you? That's what I try and try and tell these younger boys nowadays. Like when they keep switching nowadays, they have a sixteen hundred car and they don't want nothing, and then they say, "I oh, want more power." I keep saying, "No, you, you got to stay with you, the class you're in first and and really dominate it before you move up to the next class because you'll never get on well doing that. Like, you know, uh, we run every penny out there. Like, we had that 1600 car, and I remember even one day we were going for uh, in the Mayo Rally, and there was about maybe 10 WRCs in it. And uh, we were we were going up to the start line and uh, we we're pulling on off the main road. And we were probably the fifth car, we were running nearly four or five in the road, and there were five WRCs behind us. and, and and a 1600 car, like it's not. And the, this marshal stopped me and he says, I think you made a wrong turn there, sir. <laughs> you need, you must have skipped the stage. It was being serious. Kiki was like, Get out of the way. 
<laughs> you know, so you got to step, you got to take it step by step. Like, and you can't, you can't just jump onto onto them two point five cars now and think that you're you're going to put it up to the likes of them guys that's out every weekend. There, like, that's uh, that's not possible. Hey, they're they're such an animal to go. And you know, you finally got your you know your two point five escort, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. And like, oh, you know, what was it like to finally jump in and drive one of these things? And you know, you finally, you know, like the 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 greyhound that finally got the hair. You know, you finally discovered what the promised land was like. Was it ever you thought? <laughs> I, I, I tell you, you can ask Kiki the next time you're talking to him because we we started off in Cavan and and the first three pages of the notes he never read them at all. <laughs> he just says this is terrible. <laughs> so no, every all the expectations was brilliant. Hey, we. Uh, I, sp- I spent all that time myself like I was playing home from England building the car up with Sean McGurley and Sean was a real big help to me that time building the car and Cahill Brown and, and like them guy like Bobby Sharkey didn't come in to start running the car after after that but you know them guys really 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 helped out like but a lot of long trips up to Enniskillen and, and back down to you before you got that thing in the road hey there was a lot of hardship hey I'll tell you, uh-huh. sleeping, sleeping in vans and Sean McGurr's shade yeah. at uh, five in the morning waiting for him to come up. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, wouldn't do it, I wouldn't do it again, but... <laughs> it was great at the time. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> but, like, you know, that's, you know, that is something that's really special about rallying. You don't, you know, not every other sport will do this. You know, guys will, you know... You know, do nothing for you. They'll give up their holidays. They'll give up their time off work to come and get stuck in and help you build a car or whatever. You know, that's isn't that? Yeah, that's someone, someone like even someone like Cahill Brown was there. Uh, I remember like near the end when Sean was saying, "I'm very busy." Like he was saying, "Can you get Cahill up here to Enniskillen to get us to put the car back together?" You know, the running gear and everything, get it all set up. And I said, "I can't even get Cahill Brown down to Garton. Like, uh, how am I going to get him? How am I going to get him to Enniskillen?" But Jesus, lo and behold, he, he he made his way up nearly for a week every day, every morning. <laughs> Jesus, he wasn't happy. <laughs> but he done it for you. That's it. you know that is the thing, isn't it? You know. So. I this is it. You never you like. I I met. I have. I had some great people in the corner over the years. Like, and it's it's uh, you, you know yourself. Like I. I never, I never take the credit for. I wouldn't take the credit for anything. I do like it's a full team, team effort. Like, yeah. uh, and like we probably should address, you know, like you had this name of being, you know, the cycle. <laughs> where, where did it come from? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe it was my earlier days. I probably uh, got into a few rows that I should have got into. <laughs> but hey, listen, uh, that stuck by me and. Uh, Listen, nobody ever, nobody ever says there's Mark. Hey, it's their cycle coming, in the, and and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it's not a bad name to have. Sometimes you know when you're in the rally car, that's what that's what you got to be. Sometimes you, you got to be a wee bit, of, wee bit aggressive. Yeah, but um, we we'll go back to you know getting into the two point five. You know, everybody I spoke to says like the two point five is no matter how many times you drive it, you're still, you know, it still takes you. A stage just to get used to it because it it is an animal like that first time in Calvin you talked about you know not even reading the first three pages of notes like it's it, it takes a lot of seat time you know and a, a lot of effort to get the best out of them cars. I uh, listen, you you people don't understand it. Like to take them to that level, like it, it's all right there. See if you're ten or fifteen seconds or twenty seconds back off them times, like you're still on a good pace. The, the guys out there, you know, it's an unbelievable pace out there. Like it's, 
and they're so hard to get that traction down. Like you're, you're coming out of junctions, you're not even on first gear, you're in third gear sometimes in them roads. Like just to get the traction down, I always said like if you could have a 30% car, an escort with uh, four-wheel drive, 30 to the front and 70 to the back, yeah, there'd be no word of these R5s. <laughs> <laughs> It's unbelievable, like, but they are, they are, they are an ultimate car, like for, for uh, real driver ability. Like you see everybody there, it doesn't matter where you go in the world. Like they're talking about R fives, this and R fives that. And, but let me tell you, hey, the world rally drivers don't be building R fives when they want to go for a weekend's driving away. They're driving, they're driving Escorts or they're driving Novas or they're driving something like that. That's driver related, like. Yeah, that's the driver input the input behind the wheel. That's the input behind the wheel that does the does that work, and they want to see what 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 they're really capable of. So you see that even in world rally stages with all them boys there, the, the, all their second cars is as the as the older car. But no, the modified car definitely that two point five. The Millington's just uh, I, I just I I nearly I you nearly take a tear to your eye there when you hear raving up that uh, like they're unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, Connor, you're looking to jump in there. Yeah, I suppose just maybe moving on, looking at Donegal 22. You know, there was a more settled approach, or you know, you had strong, consistent times that weekend. Was that kind of did things just really click for you, or was that a very you know deliberate approach to that rally? Connor, uh, the, we were done there with one, one, uh, one, one. Uh, what was I going to say? Just one plan, like, and it was do not put the car off the road for a start. Like, uh, whatever way it went, it had to finish. And uh, was it been prepared so well by Bobby, you know, up at Sharky Motorsport? I knew the car would finish. It would be my problem. So, uh, yeah, the approach was like that there. But after the first day, I really did take it easy. The first day, I didn't, I didn't push at all. But I seen I was still kind of on not on the boys pace like the boys were really away there a couple of seconds ahead of you every stage but uh come saturday i i, I got comfortable in the car and as I, I was saying to somebody else there the day like it's uh once you i got i you got, i used to get that feeling in the twin cam where i was just absolutely fully in control of the car like it didn't matter what speed you were doing you, the harder you went the, the better you you, you adapted and that's the way i felt in donegal too because it was it just felt so right, like when when you're going around them corners and you know that it's it's going to stick. Uh, you you have the setup on the car right, yeah, and the heads right, and the as as I tried to say to you before, like notes are right and uh, your team's right. It's, it's all to do with the head. Yeah, I think th- there must be no feeling like that, like mm-hmm. you know, and, and full confidence in you, the car, the guy sitting beside you, you know, Bobby Sharkey back in service. If everything's just working as the one perfect unit, there must be nothing to beat that. No, I see, like, I see us running to, on a shoestring, like, before we go to rallies, and you're going, like, wonder what stage we're going to go out on here, like, <clears throat> when, when's she going to break down? That's the best, even that last stage there, we drove, like, we didn't have to, we had, we had over a minute there to spare, like, I, I, I absolutely just put the, put the boot down, and I, she was singing, going around, you know, big, 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 fast corners on the edge and nearly clipping rocks. Like, and I was like, "That's the way you got a driver. Like, you just can't, you just can't be taking your toe off at any stage." Like, it's, but it felt so right. Like, I was so comfortable in the car, even in the last stage. It was like, nah, there was no nerves there at all. Then mm-hmm. it was just natural. Just yeah, 
And we just we could take a wee quick jump back to Donegal. Come the Sunday, like your home stage, and the time, the two times over the stage, the time you put in, like everybody was scratching their head. You talk about these R five guys; they were scratching their head. Like, yeah. yes, it's great knowing the road, but like that's that's bonkers what you were doing that day. Like, was that on the edge or was it controlled? No, I massively controlled. Hey, no, like I knew I was on the edge a couple of places, but I, I never was out of control of the car. Like if you're out of control of the car, you're not even going to set a time. Like, you know, if you're sliding about. Uh, no, I didn't. I, I felt it could have went quicker again. Even uh, I, I would have went quicker the second time over. I did go quicker, but I would have went another ten seconds quicker maybe if I hadn't. Uh, lost my tires halfway through the stage and I just backed off then I like I had no more I went in a soft tire and it, and it just didn't wasn't working like it was too there was too much heat there and I was like I got to the end of it and I was going nah he says now nah, you're right James says you took a massive amount of time off it again so just be happy with it and I says no nah. he says we we that we had another 10 in there easy like and legit that's what I wanted to do like put up I wanted to put up another massive time just for them or five boys just to to get them get them uh, get a, get a wee bite at their heels. Connor, you want to jump in there again? Yeah, and then I suppose bring coming up to up to date there with Galway at the weekend. What were, what were your hopes or what was the plans heading into Galway? There was there was a good plan there. The plan was to finish the rally one number one. Uh, do not put a scrape on it for now for Longford. Uh, just get comfortable with the car again and see. See, I knew if I got three or four stages over me, the pace would come back to the Donegal pace that I had on Saturday or on Sunday. And uh, I knew that a lot of the boys that was rallying there that I could have beat them if uh, if I got that pace back. So I, I, that was the plan. Finish the rally. Do come. Doesn't matter where you come. Seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. Doesn't matter to me. Uh, but. Uh, just I think maybe the, we had we still had that pace from Donegal, and I think it's still in the head. Like I kept it, kept it in the head there, and just make sure that uh, when I step back under, I was going to, I was going to put up some big times again. And like to have John O'Donnell and with the, you know, like not being critical of John, but you know he's as big a head case as you. It seems like a <laughs> maybe as critical. Um, it's not critical at all now. <laughs> but like. You, you seen you seen John driving? Yes, <laughs> that's where we come from. Uh, but like, this was like everybody you know, thought in paper this is never going to work, but it did. <laughs> it was a I, really uh, good combination. They they uh, like uh, when John and me talked about it. They say John John didn't say uh, do you want me to sit? I'm. He just says I'm sitting. <laughs> like you know, it's just so so I was I I actually got really. I got really when he when he phoned me that day to say that he was going to start sitting. I I was really excited because I knew how how he's very well prepared, John. Like he, he he's he, he's he's nearly OCD when it comes to the car and all his notes and all his things. He has to have everything one hundred and ten percent, and he he is so professional. It's uh, it's unbelievable. So when John came on board. It was like everybody was going. No, this is a this is a disaster waiting to happen. He's going to turn around and he's going to say, "If that's a two, he's going to call a one. He's going to say flat out." <laughs> so, because John doesn't it doesn't it doesn't have no uh, no breaks when it comes to rallying. He just wants to go as hard as he can go too. So, but he's he's no he's excellent on the notes. Uh, you not you not. I don't think the partnership would work, but uh, it's it's unbelievable the way we work in the car. 
And, the, you know, you are such good friends out of rallying. To yeah. go to Galway and to do what you've done, to share that with a good friend as well, too, that makes it even that wee bit more special again. It does, surely, Kevin. Sure, I, like you were talking all day, I lifted them there yesterday and we were down lifting another van and we're all together nearly every, you know, every couple of days we'll, we'll be running into one another or we'll be running into one of the gang. Like, um, that's that's a big feeling. It's good for that. It's good for uh, it's good for all the lads like to 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 get involved and and, and sure everybody's talking about it down here today. Like it's, it's it's kind of a great achievement there for them. Aye, like you you're you're a celebrity in your area now. Like in, in the two one town almost as well too. It's great. I was, you know? I was chatting to Big Neil Galler the other day that plays with the county. He used to, he's retired now. Neil, yeah. Neil says to me, "I seen you get into that shop there. He says a bit he doesn't even charge you for the water." <laughs> <laughs> but they did they did charge me <laughs> brought you back down to earth <laughs> I did <that. laughs> so no that's uh, that's nice I, but you, you don't get a big head about it like you I wouldn't be I wouldn't be one for that no I, I, I just like the feeling like and, and, and the confidence is that I'll leave that for the card yeah. mm-hmm. And Connor, you want to jump back in again? Yeah, I, I suppose like you know, we know um, rallying's expensive and that, and sponsors are hard to find. Um, anybody you want to thank, Mark, that you have brought on board for this year? I listen. Ron Hull, Ron Hull has the whole car there this year, and they, we wouldn't have been doing Galway. Galway's too early in the year for us if if we hadn't got a sponsor. So, Ron Hull's the the main sponsor. So, a uh, big shout out to Ronan Hopefully, you know with them and and. Uh, it's it's great to it's great for him to come on board and he's really really he's really buzzing now at the moment now too like he's 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 on a bit of a high so uh, things are looking up for from that end of it now you won't do nothing without sponsor yeah and you know looking ahead what what are the plans for the rest of the year plans is now uh, the straight into the national championship and then we'll see later on in the year hey how if we can jump back over to the the tarmac maybe. If we're, lead, if we're still maybe second or third in the tarmac, you might be able to jump onto one or you might be able to, be able to jump onto Ulster or someone or, you know, someone right around that end of the year stuff that uh, the may, boys might have bad luck on it and the, the, their, 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 their points mightn't be there. So maybe, maybe, we don't know. Like. Yeah. But we'd definitely be doing Donegal anyway, so. That'll that'll be, but I don't know what's going to happen to Donegal. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that for another time. <laughs> I I think I we sit here for an hour and talk about that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. But Mark, like you know, the amount of people that has you know on social media that's delighted to see you won that rally, like that is the mark of the man. You know, it's. You know, you've built the you know the comf- you know the relationships with these people. That you built the following. Like I would say, you'd like to say a few words to them people as well. I big time. Listen, I I I uh, I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a hothead when it comes to people. But Jesus, uh, if you if you uh, if you'll definitely know how I feel about you when I meet you. Anyway, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about you behind your back. Uh, and that's probably why I held on to a lot of a lot of them older. Older boys, it's like I got a lot of texts from the older guys. Like Paul Barrett was ringing me there before you come on there, and he was just like he was. He just he was nearly. He was so emotional on the phone saying that I, I'm just I'm as proud as punch. Like he says, don't don't think I'm not proud. Like 
but yeah, listen, there's a whole heap of whole, whole heap of lads like I have my whole team. Like you know, you Jared McGrenner, my cousin there, he does a ring. Like he just runs morning, noon, and night for you. He just loves rallying, and then you know you have you have Sean there, Donald that works for me, and JP Boyle there, he's living with me and with me and you have uh, Ryan Gormley never never ceases to clean the car. Like uh, you want to see the way the car was going out after every service. People are saying to me, "Is there any muck in them stages?" <laughs> because the car looks, uh, you know, that's the way that's the way the guys are doing it. Like they're doing it so professional. They're cleaning the, they're cleaning even the car when the car's sitting there. They're washing everything. Uh, you have Bobby Sharkey there, just unbelievable the way the car set up. Like he's just he, a, a car gets stuff that doesn't even be needed in the car. You know, rightly if you're talking to uh, Daniel McKenna, like uh, he, they, he just runs the cars just flawlessly. Um, there's a whole heap of people like you could go past, like but even even the likes of them them. Uh, a big, big, big thanks to to Martin McLaughlin. Like Martin come on board with me when we were building the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's my partner in the car, and yeah. I, I could I I couldn't have built that car without Martin. Like so, mm-hmm. and uh, and Martin never goes out in the car. He's, so he's, he's never, he doesn't he's get never, the good. Never, of it at all. <laughs> he never, but he he says I don't want to get I don't want to go out in the car. I just want to see you on. And that's and he says whenever whenever there's a, a quiet day, he says I'll I'll step under you know and I'll I'll head off on a run you know so. <laughs> Uh, things like that wouldn't have happened like in, but there's uh, all the lads that was there was every every weekend but them boys are mentioned like they're there you know D-day and the bad every- weekends as well as the good weekends aren't they you know, yeah, so- yeah you, like, yeah nobody's 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 easy got four or five or six weeks before a rally like but mm-hmm. uh, these guys could these guys will land on your door in 10 minutes like if you rang like an adult I don't know what it is like it's 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 definitely it's not for all me. It must be for the love of the rally because sometimes <laughs> I'm hard to listen to. <laughs> you know, but uh, it was uh, I a big a big shout out to all them and anybody that helped me with the car. Like I I I just like Cooper tires like yeah like the I think I think he that tire there took me back to the Dunlop days. Like he he asked he asked me to try a set of them one time and I. I put four on and I went testing and uh, I actually went up to Glendon and I, I got that good uh, feeling. I, I, I rang Kiki and I said, like, these them Cooper tires. Say. It's just like being back in the Corolla again with the Dunlops. I says, it's just, she, I know they're not for everybody, like, but they're, but they definitely, they're definitely, they're definitely for me. I, I, uh-huh. I, I really get the best out of them. So that's good. Uh-huh. Well, Mark, I think, that was a brilliant chat. I really appreciate you taking the time. And it's been a pleasure. And roll on the national championship. And fingers crossed you might dip your toe into the, the internationals from time to time. Oh please God. Hey Jesus. I, I, I really hope I, I really hope I get it back into one of them like uh, after Donegal. If, if, sure if the car's one hundred percent like I'll I'll get somebody to sit on if John's doing the yeah. John's gonna do the he's gonna do the tarmac DC and oh, the right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so right, yes. uh, mm-hmm. But he's still he's still stepping back into the national, so he has a busy year ahead of him. So, no. Would you get into the passenger seat with him? No, I wouldn't. I I, I can't I can't drive to the town here with any of the boys here. <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I'm the worst man at sitting on. Hey, I can't do it. Hey, I, I just I just keep thinking that someone's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Mark. There it was an absolute pleasure catching up with you. Uh, he misses me today as well. Just to, 
he forgot completely when we were recording the piece to mention uh, Kiva Darcy. Um, you know, uh, we, we're all being uh, shown about this great opportunity that Kiva has to to work. She has a, hopefully a life-saving operation in America coming up now in the next few months, and there's going to be a, a fantastic raffle there. So there's going to be some great prizes. That hopefully we'll catch up with some of the Darcy's in the next week or two. Uh, but uh, Mark wanted me to mention that there too. So uh, also we have to give a special mention to the other Marion Evans. You know, <laughs> he won the historic section of uh, the Galway Rally there too. And like, you know, these historic, you know, that historic section of the rally keeps going strength to strength. Marion finished, I think, 31, 32 seconds ahead of Ray Breen and the legacy. Oh, what a pleasure it was to hear a legacy back in the stages again. At just, oh, the years just reeling in the years you talk about, you know, so. And then Duncan Williams took third, you know, another great performance as well, too. So, you know, what we keep saying about the historics as well, too, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, then this weekend coming, then we have is Sweden, WRC Sweden. Um, you know, conditions there look a bit mixed, Connor. Yeah, the weather, I suppose, uh, has been what everybody's focused on. It's been slow about snow and ice and freezing. It's got there, but probably a couple of weeks later than normal. Um, I know I had reports this evening from, what do you call it, one of our MI co-drivers out there who was saying stages are good, uh, but a few of them are missing ice and then they're also rutted a bit. So, uh, yeah, it's probably not as compacted down or maybe not as hard a surface as as they would be wanting just to keep the speeds up mm-hmm. and the, those you know rally one cars if there's any kind of any way of digging up the the, the the road surface they will dig it up with you know the torque and the power that they're producing you know like so uh hard to know um hard to look past Toyota. it is hard to look past Toyota. um i suppose that the, the the problem cali's gonna have is being first in the road on friday um and then you also have the there's a local sort of historic event runs on those stages as well which means come the the second loop those stages are really cut up and really rotted and for the leading cars going through again so you know it's going to be tough on them on the first day but again twitter you know they are the car to beat at the moment um and again, Elvin's looks like he's got to grips with the handling of that car and the setup of it. Um, certainly had a good run in Monty. Um, what do you yeah, call it? He yeah. won Sweden a couple of years ago too, yeah. and it was that kind of mixed conditions as well too. It, you know, it fell to him that year too. So you know, it would be nice to see Elvin finally, finally turn turn the clock back again, or no, we not turn the clock, turn the things around. Maybe be a better way of describing it. You know, like so, uh, and like. Hyundai Craig bring back in the you know as well too so you know fingers crossed that Craig has found the form again as well yeah absolutely like there was a couple of clips of him out testing looked quite good in testing but you know we all know that testing is is, is just a snapshot on a particular stage on a particular day it doesn't signify how well they'll go on an event but certainly if um I suppose the main thing being if, if that in the past, the Hyundai has suited him. Craig's been able to jump into the Hyundai with with little seat time and perform very well. So fingers crossed, you know the car is is of a similar setup to the past for him, yeah. and and you know he's comfortable with it from the get go. For sure, and you know, and you know, to look at him, he looks happier. He looks lighter almost. You know, like so, uh, that has to bode well for the season ahead too. You know, the events he's doing, uh, Neville, you know, he 
you know, it was probably as close to anybody in any of the two as in Monte Carlo. You know, will they have will they have found significant gains in that uh, the Hyundai since? It's hard to know. You'd like to think that they they'll get closer anyway at the very least. Absolutely, you would hope so. Um, bring the competition a bit closer again. The conditions will dictate how fast a rally it is. Normally it is when it's a proper normal snow and ice rally. It's one of the fastest, if not the fastest mm-hmm. round. So again, depending on, on how well the ice is compacted into the gravel. Um, you know, the top end speed of the Honda is quite good. I know Toyota came to Monty with a little extra engine performance. But again, that the, the Hyundai's are quite strong in, on, on the engine side. So it could be very interesting to see if, if they get a a clean run and the car set up from the get-go. Yeah. And, you know, Lappy, you know, probably one of his, maybe possible at an event that will suit his, you know, his style there, you know, the snow and all that, you know, he should feel at home in that. So it may be a, a chance for him to be a bit more comfortable in the car as well. Um, the event might suit him. I'm not 100% yet if, if the car does. Um, <laughs> oh, man, he just seems so uncomfortable in... Um, what do you call it in, in Monty and then you know he did do um, a local rally there last weekend to try and get comfortable and you know again ended up getting the car beached and losing a lot of time so you know I don't know it, it it's not it's not going Lappy's way at the moment so you know hopefully things click but it might take another couple of events for him just to get the car really to a point where he's comfortable in it. For sure, for sure. And then also like uh, Takamoto, he'll be stepping up to the, the full blow and uh, team with Oji not being there as well too. So, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, he seems a very level-headed guy. Hopefully the pressure doesn't get to him there, you know, and like Arn seems to keep a good level performance in the car there for him as well. Absolutely. Look, the, the two of them seem to be working extremely well, which is brilliant. Um, And again, they were out on a, on a, on a, what do you call it, on a rally as well there. And again, didn't finish, uh, you know, trying to get the bit of snow experience, et cetera, for themselves. So hopefully that's that bit of bad luck out of the way. Mm-hmm. And at least they got enough done to get a sense of setup and uh, and tack as more comfortable driving on the snow. For sure, for sure. And the, then M Sport, you know, you know, if anybody can ring the neck of the, the Puma, it's going to be Tannock, you know. Uh, it's so hard to know. Um, that didn't look settled in in Monday, but maybe the tarmac, maybe the snow will suit it better, you know. Hopefully. You know, we need them sport back at the you know in the top of the time sheets. We do. And you know, Tanik competed at home uh last weekend on a snow rally in Estonia. He won the rally. Um, you know, hopefully there's a bit of you know, there's some fantastic testing of nothing else and a chance to get the car really well set up, you would hope for Sweden. But if not, it's a confidence boost for him. You know, he's coming Fresh from a win, okay, it might have been a national rally, but still fresh from a win. Mm-hmm. The car was performing, no issues. You know, we we have seen in the last couple of rallies, there's been little niggly technical problems between hybrids or power steering or other issues with the Puma, and he didn't appear to have any of that. So hopefully, you know, it's a good boost for the team as well, coming to Sweden on the back of the of that win in Estonia. Absolutely, absolutely. And then, you know, there's other two, the get drivers out there as well. But... You know, for a local point of view, the, the great thing is JWRC starts again this weekend and we have two local crews that we're going to be cheering on the weekend as well. Absolutely. We've got Will Crichton and Eamon Kelly taking part and uh, I caught up with them earlier in the week. 
Well, it was cool. Um, it was yeah, a great experience. We, uh, I didn't think I would be doing the rally, and you know, it was never really in the plan. Like I said before it, um, and then the opportunity to come up with um, you know PCRS and and the academy. So, yeah, the run up to the event, it was a lot of work winning, you know, from everybody, uh, and then obviously the recce, it was pretty difficult. Um, so yeah, it was it was a great experience. We had. The rally started well, so so it did on, on Thursday night. A couple of small mistakes from from my side, but um, yeah, we settled in quite nicely, um, and, and we're enjoying it. Um, unfortunately, then on Saturday we picked up a puncture and a couple of mechanical issues, but um, yeah, we didn't get the overall result that we maybe could have had. But um, you know, we we learned a lot from it. Um, you know that we can put towards now for the rest of the year, and. The weather wasn't the typical Monte Carlo weather. It was quite dry and and warm. Were you disappointed, or you know that you didn't get to experience Monte with the snow and the ice, etc.? Or was it maybe a bit of a relief and it was a chance for you to have a you know a cleaner run at the event? Yeah, it was. It's, it's definitely a complex rally, you know, even in the dry. So I think if the conditions were difficult, it would have been you know really tricky, like everybody says it is, but. Yeah, I suppose it would have been pretty cool to have a bit of snow and, and a bit more ice, but um, it's easy saying that now. Maybe we wouldn't be thinking that uh, if we were sat in the start line for a few of the stages. But uh, yeah, we'll never. We'll, if we ever get the chance to go back, it'll maybe be snowy and icy then. So uh, yeah, I think the rally is moving back maybe towards Gap next year. Mm-hmm. So to try and you know try and get a bit more of those conditions. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. So. Sweden is around, it's the first round of the JWRC for, for this year, and obviously both of you are, are, are tackling it. Um, Eamon, you recently did the Arctic Rally there last month, um, and Connor wasn't on board with you. You had Matt Edwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, uh, yeah, just to try and do a bit of fast track learning. Um, having never really properly driven on snow before, we just decided, you know, if you're heading to a WRC event, you might as well try and just be as prepared as possible and Matt's vastly experienced and does a lot of coaching up in Rovaniemi where the rally's based. So he knows the area and he, the lay of the land. And again, just the the, the idea and process of driving on snow efficiently. He's, um, you know, he was he was the perfect man for the job and uh, he's not a bad navigator either. So it was, uh, yeah, it was good. Um, it was a hugely um, challenging event. And like probably equally as challenging as a WRC rally. Um, you're covering about 245k in two days and most of which was at night time on you know really really long stages where you only you didn't get to do the same stage twice um you were always doing just one stage one pass and that was it and they're all about 30k each so you know really challenging but for me it was uh the perfect test uh, that i could have gotten before sweden and again matt helped uh, speed that process up and we learned a lot we took a steady approach and didn't uh, didn't particularly take any risks. Um, he made sure I was kind of on a bit of a leash too, and just tried to get all of the mileage and nail the process as such. And I suppose what was the the, the steepest learning curve for you? You know, you only had really there the, the couple of days, and obviously getting used to the change in tires as well. So so you know what what was the biggest challenge for you? Yeah, um, it was just a combination of everything really, like kind of getting used to um the fact that you do have so much grip under braking and stuff 
like it really is a case of kind of when you get it into your head it is very very similar to gravel but the nature of the roads up here um they're so fast like you could be coming down a you know a flat out section for ages and then it's trying to get your braking right coming into tight stuff knowing that you do have the grip but it just feels so unnatural when you're coming that's you know into a tight corner at 100 miles an hour that you do have the braking uh braking power to get stopped so it's just getting your head around that and you know letting the car slide about and and um carrying speed in that way obviously it's a new uh we were a new car for us too in the rally three um and still getting used to a four-wheel drive machinery on loose uh loose surfaces so yeah a combination of all that stuff but it's uh it's starting to come together bit by bit and William, you've an event this weekend to, to what do you call it, help you get prepped. I think you did the same event last year, which was in the middle of a, a storm that hit Sweden at the time. Yeah, it's it's a cool, cool event. Um, we did it last year. It's got six different stages. So a bit like what Eamon was saying, all the stages are, are really long. Uh, I think there's a couple of 30k stages. So and, and you don't do uh, any of them twice. So it's good practice to go out and make your pace notes um, and then try to drive, you know, as quickly as you can to them and just trying to be as accurate with them. So yeah, last year there was a bit of a storm in the middle of the day. So uh, it's not so nice driving with the studs on uh, the fresh snow. It's uh, quite difficult. So yeah, that, that, that was uh, interesting. Um, probably one of the craziest stages I think Liam and I have ever done. Uh but yeah, hopefully, uh, as, as much as I know, the conditions are good so far for this weekend. So, yeah, it's a perfect way to, you know, prep for WRC Sweden. Um, like Eamon said, there's, you know, it's quite specialised and takes a minute or two just to get your head around driving uh, on the on the ice. So, yeah, hopefully we can get to grips with it. And uh, I really enjoyed it last year. So hopefully we can get back into that rhythm. Yeah, you, you mentioned about getting your head around the, driving on the ice, like, you know, Obviously, in the compact, it's snow in the ice. The, the, the studded tires give you exceptional grip. But how, how, how long does it take you to kind of get your mindset into that to actually trust the, the, the grip that you have? And probably more grip in some cases compared to, you know, a wet tarmac rally at home. Yeah, even comparing it to the gravel, the, the traction you get um, on acceleration is is crazy. Uh, and then, like I was saying, the you know the the grip and that you have whenever you're braking from high speed is is also pretty crazy so getting your head around that um and then the car moves quite a lot um you know when you're going around the corners so it's yeah it's a great feeling whenever you've got it going right and you know obviously you've got the snow banks there that you know you touch the odd time so it's it's pretty cool um but yeah it's just trying to get your your head around that and, and get dialed in but as i say i, I felt you know, pretty comfortable on it last year and our pace was was quite good. So hopefully we can get back into that um, at the warm-up event. And JWRC, you know, ch- change in, in, in the competitors this year, still looking extremely competitive as well. So where are you targeting, William, or, or who are you benchmarking against or, or kind of what's the plan, really? Well, I suppose the plan is always to try and win events. You know, that's always been my plan, but I think going into this year, you know, with that bit more experience, hopefully we'll be, you know, a little bit better prepared and um, that'll help us be even more competitive. But yeah, it's to try and win events. Um, that's definitely the aim, and but it's going to be no easier um, than it has been in previous years. The competition's always pretty crazy in the WRC. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't like to pin one or two people. I'm sure everybody's going to be competitive, um, which will which make it good and yeah, it's nice to have him in there, obviously, as well. 
pretty cool to have two of the you know cars representing the the academy so yeah it was only a couple of years ago we were you know fighting each other in the junior brc so yeah it's it's nice yeah and and aim and you know new car new events for yourself like has it been a case of studying lots of onboards and again you know where are you kind of pitching or benchmarking yourself against um yeah exactly um doing a lot of prep and just doing i suppose yeah as much as as we can to make it go as smoothly as possible and know that we haven't left anything uh on the table but um yeah it's it's hard to know because i've never again i've never rallied outside of ireland or the uk never in wrc so um and it's a fairly fresh set of drivers bar a couple of people um with some really really good track records so it's hard to know but we just have to go in you know our mindset is there's i don't think there's any big pressure on us it's just go in and try and do as best as we can obviously you always want to be as high up as you can um you don't want to just kind of trail trail around but um yeah it's for us again it's just about seeing how far we can push our capabilities and um you know see where that takes us but it's really really exciting um you know, it's the the stuff of dreams to be heading into a, a WRC rally and racing a, a lot of other young drivers and equal machinery. And yeah, as William said, it's pretty cool to have two Motorsport Ireland guys in the in the field as well. Yeah, and you know, with a nod to the academy, you, you know, yourself and Connor, what sort of support have you you gotten in the build up to to coming to to Sweden and the JW and and you know taking on the JWRC? Um, yeah, huge amount. It's it's brilliant. Like any questions that you have, any doubts are just eliminated immediately because you can pick up the phone and there's someone on the other end of it who's gonna help you um help you get us find a solution, you know. And yeah, it's it's excellent. And even just externally, um, whether you're doing the JWRC or whatever championship you're doing, the support that they're offering for young drivers is amazing. Um and I really think it can benefit you uh, no matter what championship you're doing so yeah but for myself and Connor it's been excellent so far and um, yeah I'm really looking forward to working with them all throughout the year and Eamon a new livery on the car certainly a, a, a nod to your father's you know rallying uh, with regard to the colour scheme did your dad did Donna have a hand in that or was that completely your own no um, we were just trying to come up with new ideas and um, to be fair the guys that signs were always like always like push them as well to come up with something fairly uh fairly different and um yeah we just i don't know we just kind of landed on that we've seen obviously we're we've seen uh might have taken a little bit of inspiration from william and josh going with a retro livery um in monty which we thought was pretty cool so maybe not as retro um but definitely a, a note to the past and obviously some very good memories in our household from that uh, that livery in that car. And Northgate uh, Vehicle Hire are back on as our primary sponsors this year. And, you know, they've been very loyal and very good to us. And we thought it was a nice way to, to commemorate that as well. Yeah. And and William, yeah, the, the two um, MI cars looked fantastic yeah. with the, 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 the nod to the Jordan F1 7-up livery. Uh, they really did look very well in Monty. Um, and with that, William, like, you know, obviously, coming from 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 home, there's not much experience of driving in snow, and and you know it's fairly limited. But how difficult it is at trying to get the car set up for that, you know, with that lack of experience, you know, how much how different is it to gravel or to to go out on tar, and and you know, 
with regard to bringing your knowledge of, of car and, and the car setup with when you're only getting to compete in snow once a year, really, or, or you know, bar the odd pre-event testing? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is just really trying to get your head around what, you know, what the car can do, you know, with the tires and the grip that you actually have. Um, once you do that, it's, you know, it is quite like driving on gravel. Um, like I said, you definitely, I think, have more grip on traction and as much or more brake whenever you, or grip whenever you're braking. It's just the car definitely likes to slide about a, a little bit more. And, you know, with the longer corners that are typical for, you know, these rallies, um it's just being confident with that and trying to carry the speed but whenever you get it right and um honestly there's probably not much better feeling um we really enjoyed it last year so yeah if we can um if we can get back to that sort of feeling and get a good setup with the car um yeah hopefully hopefully it's all good and you know between stages or between loops is there much yourself and liam can do adjustment wise to the car or is it, it pretty much set just between services and you know, it's down to the the crew making the changes for you. Yeah, there's there's limited things that you can do with the car, um, so that it keeps it quite equal for everybody. But nevertheless, there's even in what you're allowed to do, there's quite a bit that you still can do. So, yeah, there's there's things that we can change between the stages, and then when we get back into service, there's obviously things that we can change. But hopefully, we'll do most of that in the the warm up event here, so that we can have a you know a solid setup going into the rally um so yeah it's uh, just so many different things that you know change whenever you're going to a rally like this and even like one small thing you when you use the tires and they start to get you know you you, you do a full loop on them they still look brand new but the studs just start to move in in the tread of the tire so that's how you know that it's it, it's done so but if you're just you know anyone to look at the tire it would look brand new and nearly if you pulled the studs out you could use it as a gravel tire and Eamon, you know, from for your own perspective, you know, has there been support there, you know, with regard to um what do you call preparation apart from, you know, with Matt and that, but elsewhere, are you getting support uh from other drivers or co-drivers with regard to advice and guidance? And you're in Finland, I believe, at the moment to do a bit of testing, you know, what what's involved in that? Yeah, we've been uh yeah, we've been definitely doing plenty of networking to try and gather as much advice as possible. Um, you know, as you mentioned, it doesn't snow in Ireland. You don't do snow rallies, so it is very hard to try and get a you know, go over with a setup. You do have to kind of take the limited amount of time that you have to get one. But like I said, you know, using people's advice and trying to fast track that to to get something that works based on other people's opinions. Um is really beneficial so that's what we've been doing yeah we, we had a good test today um just outside Helsinki and um we had a couple of good guys up helping us and um yeah found something that we we're we're pretty happy with and you know you're always trying to as well push push the boundaries um you know when you're comfortable instead of then taking it up another step to see what's possible and yeah you eventually find something you're comfortable with but uh you know no doubt we'll be continuously learning throughout the throughout the event but uh, yeah, no, definitely we've uh, we've made use of uh, some of the Scandinavians and um, taken on board good advice. Um, and I have to say the car the car felt pretty good anyway by the end of the day, and I was quite confident uh, chucking it into certain corners. So um, it's going to be uh, a case of trying to replicate that as much as possible in Sweden. And as William mentioned, it's really really fast. So it's uh, yeah, um, just getting used to the high speed stuff and 
and just accepting that the car moves around no matter how uh, how good your setup is. It's just yeah, being super comfortable with that. And William, I haven't seen uh, 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 pictures of the car yet. Is there a new livery for this year or anything, or or what? What's the story with your own Rally Three? Yeah, there there is, um, and Blackwater Graphics put it together, and it's it's on the M Sport car already. So yeah, I think that'll be coming out um, towards the end of the week. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It's uh, similar to last year, but a few things added in, which I think stand out quite well. So. Yeah, um, looking forward to it, and uh, yeah, like even said, the the rally's going to be seriously fast. So um, I think it's actually going to be even faster than last year. Uh, so that's going to be interesting just to see how that goes down um, with everybody. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's going to be cool. Thanks there to uh, Will and Eamon. Uh, you know, always a pleasure catching up with them two guys. So the best of luck to Will and Liam and Eamon and Connor. And especially the two guys, you know, Eamon and Connor, their first time at that level. So best of luck. We'll be watching closely. Um, also, since Wall has got over to Sweden, they've started the Ricky and he's been very keen to send us on a couple of wee clips just to give us his thoughts on the, the two days of Ricky. And then I also get a chance to catch up with Alan Healy. He is High Performance Director from Motorsport Ireland. And I think it's a fascinating uh, conversation that we had. Just his thoughts and what they're doing and why they're doing it and the results that we're getting from it. Hi guys, uh, first day of the recce at WRC Sweden done. Um, yeah, it quite, went quite well, not too long a day. It's it's always difficult to gauge the the stages, they're so fast, so it's trying to decide what's flat out and what's not. But yeah, I think if we can keep our notes uh, accurate throughout the two days, then, then it should, shouldn't be too bad. But uh, yeah, it, it's went well so far. We did five stages today and then uh, another four or five tomorrow. So yeah, a uh, bit of time now this evening to, to look over the notes on the on the recce footage. Um, we had a really good prep for the rally. We did um, a small national uh, Swedish event in uh, Lima. So we got to do six stages there and uh, yeah, they're all quite long between 20 and 30 kilometers. So really good prep for this weekend. And we got a nice feeling in the car and tried a couple of things with the setup that some worked and some didn't work, so um, yeah, really beneficial to, to move forward now into WR Sweden. But uh, yeah, just generally getting to drive again on, on the ice with a studded tyre and get into the rhythm, which is, is a lot of fun when you can get it right and when the stages are so fast. Um, yeah, it uh, it's it's very good. So yeah, as you can see, the conditions are, are good, a lot of snow. So yeah, looking forward to the second day of Raki tomorrow. Hi guys, uh, Wednesday evening here in Sweden, uh, another good day's recce, um, stages were as expected and, and similar to yesterday, uh, very fast and obviously you can only do 70 kilometres an hour uh, during the recce so just trying to keep in the back of your mind that obviously you'll be coming a lot faster in the rally car and trying to grade the corner as accurately as possible but yeah generally I'm pretty happy with the recce, uh, we've got a 5k shakedown stage in the morning um, which is quite representative of the rally, uh, quite fast and then um yeah quite narrow and, and tricky towards the end so yeah looking forward to getting a bit of a feeling and um i think it'll get pretty rutted as well so it'll be good to uh drive on that um but yeah we've we've gone through the night the notes this evening um i'm, I'm pretty happy with everything so get something to eat now and, and then we can catch up tomorrow okay so i kind of have two hats uh one is the high performance director so uh pulling together everything uh, all the experts and stuff that we have and we've some 
amazing um, team uh, there to support the drivers and the co-drivers. Like, you know, we had the likes of John Kind there and Sean McHugh, obviously uh, running it, and we've even got the likes of Leo Nolte and um, you know Andy Walsh um, in terms of communication and social media. And then we have the fitness guys as well because. When it comes to performance, we're looking at overall performance, everything. And so uh, the likes of Dermot Sheridan, for example, we were in recently in DCU getting all the lab testing done there as well for uh, the fitness testing for all the drivers and co-drivers. And then we have a great nutrition team as well. So we've got uh, uh, David Nutrition. So we've got Daniel and, and Gemma in there working on that. And of course, we have the likes of Greg Shinners then working with the co-drivers as well. And then, uh, you know, we bring in other experts who, who also work with the academy uh, guys the likes of Philip Case or PCRS but my job then to, the first job is to look at the overall performance and how we pull it together everything from the training nutrition and all of that and then the second half I have is the mental fitness training so where we have uh, somebody focused on the physical training my job is to make sure that by the time the uh, members sit into a car uh, they're um, focused and confidence is good and they're uh, you know, the level of commitment and courage is all there. So, yeah, that's kind of my second. Yeah. And, like, you know, we've seen the way this, the, you know, the, the academy has developed over the last couple of years. And like, to see all these strands coming together, it's an absolutely fantastic initiative at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we pulled it together and went, they are elite athletes. So we train them and we work with them as elite athletes. You know, you've got the best drivers and co-drivers in the country on this academy. And um, with every other sport, so, you know, my own personal background is in athletics and then moved on to cycling. So that's my my background um, from a sports perspective. But in all of those type of sports, you have a team of experts working around with the elite athletes. And that's what we've done here is we've created that uh, that feel, if you like. So, yeah, it is. It's, it's fantastic to see it. And there's no doubt it, it's it's growing as well in, in the strength. And uh, it, it seems to be working really well for the, our drivers and our co-drivers. Like, absolutely. You know, because you know, we've seen like, what, you know, for putting the right team in place done for like the Irish boxers, the rowers. All those things, and you know, and that is all feeding through, and that's coming into rallying, and that will help our drivers and co-drivers to progress up the ladder as well. Yeah, and I, I think the other thing as well is you've got experts coming in from other sports. So, okay, so I do the mental fitness training, but I also work with a lot of professional uh, boxers right up to world championship level or world title level, and then a lot of the Olympians in different sports as well, so the cycling and swimming and, and all those sports. And uh, it means then we can look at what other sports are doing and and bring that across because I think there's a great uh, there's a great crossover uh, mm-hmm. there within sports as well that we can uh, utilize and bring in and uh, working with the likes of Sport Ireland as well to see how they're developing coaches through the system as well. So we're looking at all of that. So it's yeah, it's, it's very it's very exciting to be honest to be part of yeah. it. It's it's great from my perspective, you know. Yeah, and like that probably sort of kind of half answers my next question. You know. But you, what you see when other sports are doing, you carry that into rallying, and you can also you, know, you can take away from rallying and carry into other sports. But do you That's right. do you do you tailor it to to rallying or to the individual? You know, to the likes of say Eamon Kelly or Patrick O'Brien or yeah, no. What what we do is there's a couple of ways that we put it across for each of uh, the athletes, right? And we call them athletes in, in this respect, right? So mm-hmm. that way we're doing co-driven driver. And so a, a couple of things we do is one-to-one uh, sessions with those uh, guys so that it is 
tailored, whether it's the fitness or the nutrition, and on my side is the mental side, is tailored specifically for the individual. So we do the one-to-ones. But we also do development days where we pull everybody together and there's more information than that and, and some coaching and stuff coming through. And then we have uh, this uh, RPM, we call it. Uh, so Rally Performance Mondays, where we get together every second week and actually discuss uh, different performance-related uh, topics. And it's, it's just a discussion and it's it's brilliant uh, what we can learn and of course you have the likes of patrick say and josh and william and and Ethan, all of these coming together and everybody discussing what they're doing so everybody kind of raises everybody else's level up and that's what we're what we're looking at and it's, it is exciting in that way you know absolutely absolutely and you know like you know these athletes you know they are yeah. as you said earlier some of the finest you know not only sports people but individuals you know they're a great character it's just lovely to see such grounded and dedicated young people yeah you see this is the thing right so we supply the team around them but really they have to put in the work yeah. they have to to be dedicated to it and that's what you see you know and they're putting in a huge amount of work and people have no idea in the back of really what's what's going on and and the preparation the level of preparation that they're putting into uh, the events and so you know if we look at it and go can anyone do it but Yes, you can. I mean, you don't need to be a pro to think like a pro. You don't need to be a pro to act like a pro. Um, just the difference with this really is that we are very clear about where we want to, to get them and to work at the highest level. So, yeah, they put in a massive amount of work themselves in the background to get the results they're getting. And they are getting some great results, you know. Absolutely. absolutely. And, you know, from your point of view, what have you found the most interesting thing with these, these young talent coming through? I think... Um, well, there's a, there's a couple of things. So as I say, my background is coming from the cycling. My wife's family is all motorsport. So motorsport is new to me. And that's, that can be a help sometimes because I don't mind looking stupid. Uh, so I have no problem going up and asking questions like, well, why, is, why are we doing that? And how, how is that different? Why are the Italians doing this and, and we're not? And, and how does that work? Um, it's the level of focus, I think, that's required because you're at such high speeds uh, being able to take in the information and use it really quickly. Uh, the ability to sit on the line and be very focused on what you want to do for that stage. I think uh, that's on a different level. Um, to The reaction um, that you're able to do. And for me also, it's that confidence that if you're driving to a junction and you're absolutely flat out and your brain is screaming that you have to break at a signpost on the left-hand side, but you know that if you can do another 10 meters beyond that signpost before you actually hit the brakes, you're going to be, you know, a split second faster. So therefore, you've got to over, uh, you know, overcome that little chimp in the brain that's going absolutely mental, going, no, 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 do this. And you, you got to <laughs> calm it down a little bit and go, we're all fine. We're going to be good. It's going to be okay. Relax. We're all right. Like, I have this. And it's that level of confidence that you have to bring in each and every stage. I think it's fascinating uh, how these guys can do that. And it's the same, you know, with the, the co-drivers and the level of preparation uh, that they have to bring it in. And what, what I love about this as well is how much of a team effort it is in the car. And the more you trust you can create and the more teamship you can get within the car, obviously the better it is uh, for both and the better the performance. And I think that's fascinating. I just love it. Yeah, I, I love all that side of the whole thing. You know, it's, I always talk about the story beyond the story. Like the level of trust, you know, the co-driver has and the driver, the driver has and the co-driver, you know, they, they, both of them have and the guy, 
know, putting on the wheels or you know, think, you know, mm. you know, changing the gearbox or whatever. It is such a team sport, and every every element is vital. Yeah, absolutely, and and it's exactly what you say. It is a team sport. Well, for me, from the the mental side of things, so if you the way that I look at the mental uh, fitness, if you like, is if you if we take it from a physical training. So if you want to get physically fitter, we will look at your five S's: your strength, your speed, your suppleness, your stamina, and your skill. And we look at those five components, and then we'll test you on those five components, and we'll give you an exercise program and say, okay, we need to build your strength. So we give you that plan and we say, go away and work on that. And then we test you a few weeks later to see how you're, you're doing with it. Mental fitness is identical. We have five C's, concentration, commitment, control, courage, and confidence. And so it's the same thing. So I'll look and I'll have a, a discussion with you about what you'd like to improve or what you feel you need to improve. And it might be something to do with, I, I need to control the butterflies. I need to control the nervousness as I come into an event. And so we develop a program around that and we might give some exercises for you to actually do so that when you're in the car, you're able to control uh, that. Now, you, you can't be relaxed in the car. This is the other thing that people think, oh, they're, you know, I just need to relax. No, you don't, because we know that as the arousal level goes up uh, or the excitement or, um, you know, that bit of anxiety or nervousness, performance also increases. And it gets to a certain point where we call that the flow state. You know, you've been at times where you're just doing something, so you'll get uh, the drivers uh, will just be in this flow. And by the time you you finish the stage, you don't even know how you did it. You just, everything just came together. Yeah. Yeah. And and to create that, there needs to be a certain level of challenge. There needs to have that nervousness. The problem is that if that nervousness goes too high, performance then drops off on the other side. So if you like, uh, the, the goal is to manage that arousal level so that we can uh, get you into that flow state a little bit more often. Yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, kind of how that works from a mental side of things. Excellent, excellent. And mm. like, is, is it like then, <laughs> silly question, is it possible to turn that on and turn it off? You know, like, you know, the, we know the way rallying is you do a stage and then it, there could be a 15 minute road section and then you have to hit that stage again. Like, can you, as a silly, turn it on and off? Is that right phrasing? You know, you're 100% right. I call it the flicking of the switches. So Mm -hmm. you're going to flick the switches to kind of to to put it on and turn it off. So you can't have concentration for the entire day. So you need to be focused for a certain amount of time, let's say, to get ready. But it's actually all down to your routine uh, coming into it. So, you know, when you put the helmet on, when you get into the car, when you're strapped in, when you put your hands on the wheel, all of this is part of the routine. And so from the mental side of things, we look at the aspects of uh, there's there's three things that I'll get you to focus on. right? And anybody can do this. So if you're rallying uh, next weekend, because golf is coming up. (laughs) Um, So for for anyone can do this. So you look at the three steps. Uh, you're going to take in order to be able to uh, stay focused, to build the confidence a little bit. The first is to manage the physiology, because when we get a little nervous, things, uh, you know, you get into that fight or flight, heart rate increases, breathing rate becomes rapid, muscles tense up. And so what we want to be able to do is control that. So just simply slowing your breathing down or tense the muscles and then relax it will actually take control of that. The second is the visualization, right? So, yeah, we all visualize, we all have images in our mind. We create these images going in. The problem sometimes is that somebody can have uh, 
a memory of something that didn't go particularly well for them the last time they were in the Galway Rally or whatever. Mm. And so we have those images going through. But what we understand from the science perspective, and so I'm obsessed with the science and my background is in sports science and health. And so from the science end, we know that your nervous system can't tell the difference between something that's vividly imagined and reality. So when you vividly imagine something in your mind as if it's really happening, your body responds. Now, the easiest way to describe how this might work is if you wake up at three o'clock in the morning and you hear someone breaking into the car outside, what happens? Heart rate goes up, breathing rate becomes rapid, muscles tense up, you reach for the baseball bat. But even if it's only a cat or a dog outside making a noise, it doesn't matter. If in your head you've seen it as the worst case scenario, your body's responding. And yet a lot... Yeah, and yeah, a lot of us will go to events and you're driving to the event and you're going through all of these scenarios in your head. And if you're, if you're creating that, we call it worry. So what we want to do is that second part is actually visualize what you want to create, visualize uh, the stage as you want it to be. And then the third part is the self-talk. Uh, uh, look, we all have doubts. Anybody who says they don't have any doubts, they're either lying or delusional. Simple as that. Uh, so uh, we all have the doubts. It's how you manage it. And the third thing to be able to manage that is actually the self-talk, or I call it the inner coach. So we all have this little inner coach that's saying, yeah, you, you can do this. It's going to be great. But more often than not, the inner coach is saying, oh, my God, I hope this doesn't happen or this happened the last time and I hope this doesn't go wrong. Or, And so that's where the doubts come. And you have to be able to manage those. So if you can manage those three things, and as I say, anybody could do it, um, then you're onto a winner. What makes it different with the academy drivers is we spend a good bit of time actually working on a specific program like that to make it part of their routine so that by the time they sit in the car, uh, they're ready to go and they're completely focused. So, yeah, that's, so th that's how they, we they, they have a routine to do every morning of a rally, the same as, you know, they'll have their breakfast, they'll, you know, put on their race suit, they go through this routine. It's just part of the day. It's it's part of the day, absolutely. And if you want to be really confident, Kevin, right, if you want to be really confident going into the next event, just be as prepared as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. The more prepared we are, the more confident we feel. And I think that's something that uh, anybody can take as well from that is just to make sure that you are prepared going into it, you know. And then it's the lifestyle management as well. Um, you know, work, your stresses from work or the stresses from studying or, or anything like that on the outside can affect energy. So we look at how much energy you're going to have in the rally. So uh, if you think about it, every day you start off with a full battery. Well, the goal is to keep the battery up as much as possible, or at least slow down the rate at which that energy is going down. And you can do that through many different ways. Obviously, nutrition, uh, getting some fresh air, what you're actually, your mind is like, what sleep you're getting the night before. So all of those things help manage your energy throughout uh, an event as well. And that's really what we focus on is to make sure that by the time it comes to the last day and the last stage and the last corner, uh, you're you're still as focused as you were on the first, first stage, uh, the first corner of the first stage. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Yeah, excellent, excellent. And like this academy has become like the envy of the rallying world. Like you know, yeah, is this a template that could be lifted and set down in Italy or France or wherever? Or is this a very tailored thing to the Irish Academy? Or, you know, is, is there a possibility that this 
idea could be sold abroad. Is that the right way of putting it? Well, it, it, it's funny because, when, you know, when Sean and, and, and John and I spoke to him at the start, and one of the things we were very clear on is that we create an academy that people would look at and go, how can we create that? How can yeah. we do that? So so the the likes of this academy is done in other sports as well, but I it's not done in rallying as much as it is in other sports. There's no doubt about that, you know. So I work with a lot of professional cyclists, for example. So I've traveled to uh, professional cycle races where you, you're away for a week of stages every day. They're doing stages. And it's how you're, we're now bringing that uh, mentality in as well. So, uh, yeah, what makes it unique, I think, is the people that we have on board. Yeah. Like we have a fantastic team of people uh, working around it and an amazing bunch of drivers and co-drivers who are there with the mindset of helping one another as well get better. And I think that's what makes the difference. You know, you can get a bunch of people, but if you've got a bunch of people who are all helping one another, then we just keep raising the bar more and more and more. And it energizes us as well to do even more. With Aye, because company. if you're seeing uh, uh, the, them reaping the rewards, you want to obviously push the you know a higher, a higher standard from them to make the reward even better. Yeah, and it's all about process. Um, you know, we, we've certainly set outcomes and goals of what we want to achieve. And, you know, everybody wants to see this, that top step on a WRC, we all want to see that. Mm-hmm. But the process is the is hugely important of how you actually get that. And and the more we can help them focus on that process, the habits of success on a daily basis, uh, the more likely they are to achieve it. Uh, you know, it's funny because I was listening to uh, your podcast uh, the, from last time when you were talking to to Matt Edwards mm-hmm. um, in terms of the, the coaching as well. And um, you know, it it really is that idea of uh, preparation and, and just being ready in every sense of the, of, of the word. So it's, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I, I really take away from him. You have to enter that stage with a clear mind. You're not worried mm-hmm. about, you know, what happened, you know, this morning on the way out the road or anything else. You're going in there and you want a clear head that you're you're fo- fully focused on what's in front of you at that time. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's a great way of looking at it, actually, is that you want to be able to kind of put everything one side. So one of the things that I would do with my international athletes is I get them to wipe their feet as they step onto the plane. And it's a way of saying, I'm leaving all the crap behind me. Now, that stuff will still be there when I get home. But for the next few days, I'm now into competition mode. And I think that's one of the things that's uh, fantastic about the, the guys we have on this, that they do have an ability uh, to prepare really well going into these. And the moment they're in there, they are starting to flick the they're, switch. They're, wipe, say, they're wiping their feet before they, yep. Uh-huh. That's mm-hmm. it. We're in now. We're now, we're now doing this. We're now mm-hmm. switched on. Uh, we know what we have to do. And and not just the, um, the, the drivers and the co-drivers, but as you mentioned earlier on, the team as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the team around it has a, has a huge effect mm-hmm. on how people do. And, and that communication within the team is also really important. Mm-hmm. And like this will ripple out, you know, the like say, you know, like the, the academy, yeah, ones in the academy at the moment, you know, they'll be talking to other drivers, other cool drivers, and they'll start picking up on some of this as well. And this mm. will have such a positive effect right across, you know, it'll be car one to car 151 will will get the benefit of this as well. 
Yeah, I, I don't see any reason why not, Captain. That's just that's that's the whole idea, you know. Um, I was really lucky to spend some time in the Australian Institute of Sport and doing some work uh, down there with those guys. And one of the things that was very, very good is sharing information. And so I'd gone to, um, uh, it was a conference on team uh, development, and they had the Swans team, and they, they had their trainer or the coach standing up. And showing every other team, uh, you got to remember, every other team in the AFL were actually there at this conference as well. And he was showing what they were going to be doing next year. So this is our plan for next year. Not this is what our plan was last year. This is what we're actually going to be doing. And I was amazed by this. I mean, you couldn't see that in Ireland. You couldn't imagine like some of the, the top teams in, say, the GA going off and yeah. sharing that information. But when I said it to him about it, he said, well, we do it for two reasons. The first is because we want to make a, a sport in Australia better. We want to make our sport better. And so it raises the bar for everybody. So we're, everybody's getting better and raising it up. And he said, and the second reason is just because it works for us doesn't mean it's going to work for them. And I think that's really important to understand. Just, you know, it's how much work somebody's willing to put in. And not everybody's willing to put in the work yeah. that uh, we have on the likes of uh, this academy so mm-hmm. yeah that's that's how it is so yeah, of course i don't mind sharing information um out there really on it it's there for anybody but what what makes it different is that these guys are very focused on their plans they all know they're very clear about what they want to achieve and they're willing to to make some sacrifices to make it happen as well and i think that's a big part of it you know yeah you know you often hear people saying oh somebody such and such is lucky but it's the work they put in to make themselves lucky, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. How did you become an overnight success? 15 yeah. years of work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. I, I, I actually, I worked with a hammer thrower competed in uh, two Olympic Games. And uh, he owns a bar in Chicago. And he said, it's one of the most annoying things. Somebody will come up and go, and you got to the Olympics? And he says, yeah. And he says, aren't you really lucky? <laughs> and he says, well, if you think I'm that lucky, you come out with me uh, tomorrow morning. And we'll scrape the snow off the circle because they throw the hammer. We'll scrape the snow off the circle at five o'clock in the morning. And you can throw 60 hammers with me before, uh, you know, we, we have breakfast. And we'll see how lucky you feel. So, yeah. It is. <laughs> so there is an element to that, yeah. yeah uh-huh. And, like, you know, you talked about, like, any, like we'll start rubbing it up. But, like, you know, you talked about anyone can benefit of the, from this. Like, if you were, you know, somebody from Car 101 and go with this weekend, Paul Jumbo mm-hmm. said, um, you know, what's the three tips you would give me to help me? You know, I'm, I, you know, I've, I've, you know, I'm working through the week, and you know, with the kids at the weekend, you know, things is busy. But you know, what's the three basic steps that will help me every time I step into a rally car? It would be very easy for me, Kevin, to say prepare, prepare, prepare as the top three, <laughs> wouldn't it? Um, but to be honest, that's that's one of them is prepare as much as you can. Um, coming into it. I guess the the second part is be very clear about what goals you're setting yourself for the rally. What do you want to achieve? And the third part is what process are you going to put in on a daily basis to make it happen? And so a lot of people already know what process they need going in and stick to that. Um, I think that's really important, you know. Um, but, you know, our, our members as well, they're very clued in on... Um, not just what they have to do in the rally, but also what they have to improve after each rally. And I think that's really important as well. This Each each rally that we do is a stepping stone for each person um, for um, things going forward as well, you know. And I think that's really important. So there would be the, the three things. Make sure that the preparation is right. You're happy with your preparation. And then uh, set out your goals, what you want to achieve, 
not just a, an outcome, but what process, whatever. Yeah. And then the third one is uh, get your process right, get your routines right. I think if you do that, uh, you're well on your way yeah. um, to to better performances. Excellent. And can I just pick up something there? You said that you know you, <laughs> you learned from something after the event, like something Alex Galissimo said a couple of weeks ago when we're doing the Ken blog tribute. He says <laughs> you don't learn nothing from one you learn from your defeats. You know, you'll always well, learn, you, you'll get, you'll always get positives out of that and make it better for the, the, it won't happen again. Yeah, I think what can happen sometimes is that performances are seen in either black and white. Um, you know, I won the event, it was brilliant. I was, I crashed on the first corner, it was terrible. And that, that's not always the way to look at it. Um, you, you're, even if you crash out on the first corner, You've still learned something. There were still things that went well. What went well for you? Well, I had breakfast that morning, my my preparation leading into it. Um, and then, you know, what didn't go so well? Well, you know, the next time I'm going to prepare a little bit better or I'm going to, you know, do my pace notes a bit better or whatever. Um, so it, it doesn't become just black and white. It's all part of a process. And again, the guys we have are really lucky. They're, they're really dedicated to improving. So every event for them, they're looking at it and, and saying, well, what went well for us? We know what, what are we going to, what did we take from it? How are we going to improve going forward on the next time? And then the other thing as well that makes them unique and makes them really good at what they do is they engage. So, you know, they ask us for help. Um, they'll come to us and say, look, you know, I, I feel I need to improve this uh, from a performance. What can I do differently? And that's really where, you know, you were asking earlier on, is it a generic program or is it unique to the individual? That's what makes it the uniqueness of the individual, because they're coming back and feeding it back to us in terms of what they feel they need to improve. And then we tweak the program for that individual going in because we're all different. Yeah. You know, you might perform uh, really well if you've got porridge in the morning where I might not like, I might not like it. So what's the mm -hmm. point of me eating it? I'm going to find something else that I prefer. So uh, yeah, that's that's how that tends to work. So thanks again there to Alan. You know, um, I found that a fascinating conversation. I come off feeling good after the conversation, so I can only imagine what it does to you know the, them young guys and girls in the academy. Um, also, we didn't get a chance to catch up with him yet, but we hope to when he returns from his travels. Lurton Moore, um, he's going to the Qatar rally to sit with Al Khoury, and he's also testing Portugal for a week, and then he's not right back from that, and he's away to France then with Daniel Barry. So. Uh, you know, he's going to have a very busy February and he was in Galway last weekend as well too. So, uh, uh, Lorcan, we're looking forward to hearing about your travels when you get back again and the best of luck to yourself as well. Uh, also, Patrick Bryce dropped us a wee message. He is running uh, Night Nav as part of the Midland Motor Club in the next week or two. I'm not just exactly sure on the date, but, you know, drop, drop Patrick Bryce uh, a, a message and he'll definitely, he's running the event. It's, he says 60 mile. That's, you know, it was a great event. And uh, lots of challenges there for the competitors. So get in contact with Patrick. So Connor, that's episode three, season two. Um, what can we say? Until the next time, take care, speak soon and bye. <laughs>